Everybody's doing fantastic. Uh, let me just get set up here real quick. In the meantime, let me know in the comments. You can see me and hear me okay. And uh, introduce yourself. Let me know where you're tuning in from, who you are, what's your professional background, all that, all that fun stuff. And uh, network with each other, folks. Introduce yourselves to each other. Uh, let everyone know who you are, and and uh, you know, feel free to put put all, put all that stuff in the comments. Just checking on a few stuff at my end here. Meantime, let me know in the whoa, comments. Whoa. You can see me. That always happens. All right, perfect, perfect. So the notification has gone out. So let us, uh, yeah, let me know who you are, folks. Let me know in the comments and, and um, you know, uh, uh, introduce yourself. Today's topic, what I'm going to be speaking about is uh, networking tips, right? For, for when you're um, networking with recruiters during your job search. Obviously, you know, 90% of the time, folks, your primary point of contact will be uh, recruiters or you're, you're going to be trying to be connecting with recruiters, right? So again, don't be shy. Feel free to put, uh, you know, introduce yourself in the comments and let me know what questions you have in relation to recruiters, right? And let me just quickly go live on Instagram as well. So my friends on Instagram can see me. All right, perfect, perfect. Hey, what's up to everyone there on Instagram and shout out to everyone tuning in from Facebook, from YouTube, uh, from Periscope. Uh, did I say Facebook already? Yeah, I think I did. And of course, uh, to all my friends uh, on LinkedIn as well. So again, don't be shy, folks. Introduce yourself in the comments. Let me know what your questions are in regards to recruitment. I'm going to be sharing with you today five tips, five tips on how to network effectively and realistically with recruiters, right? So, so that you're you're in a position where, where you're connecting with the right people, you're connecting with recruiters, you know how to get their attention and all that stuff. And I'm going to be answering your questions and all that fun stuff as well uh at the q a part portion of of today's uh, live stream so make sure you do that so uh, just a quick announcement now before i get started uh so just to, uh so we got pino in the house hey pino good always good to see you here nice to see you here uh pino says i'm fired up awesome awesome uh and definitely looking forward to you sharing your thoughts as well pino uh given that you're in the staffing industry as well so so it's always great to have you here so just a quick announcement uh well i guess a couple of quick announcements now announcement number one is for those of you uh, who are interested in the tech side of things. I have a special guest joining me tomorrow. Uh, so I have Celia Alves. So she's a Microsoft MVC and an MVP and a certified Excel expert and solutions developer. So she's going to be talking to us tomorrow about the importance of uh, of having, having uh, you know, or enhancing your Microsoft Excel skills. Uh, recruiting in IT folks, I have definitely seen an increase in demand for, for Excel skill sets. Uh, at least for, for positions within IT. So if you're in IT, you want to learn more about Excel, what the big fuss is, Celia is going to be talking to us about uh, why Excel is a great skill set to have. Uh, she's actually the founder of one of the most uh, popular uh, Microsoft Excel meetup groups in Toronto. She actually, her so her group has like o over 1,400 members, which is crazy. So I uh, hope, hope uh, you know, for those of you interested in joining it, this is going to be tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, same time as right now. Uh, so mark your calendars, set your reminders. That's going to be uh, tomorrow uh, here on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on uh, Periscope as well. So so feel free to tune in. It's going to be a great conversation. We're going to be discussing Excel. It's not going to be a you know hardcore technical discussion. This is going to be more on the, on the career side of things and why you need to be enhancing and 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 looking into developing your your Microsoft Excel skill sets. Right. So it's going to be a great conversation. Make sure you uh, you tune in. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, uh, welcome. My name is Dean Kulawira. So every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, I go live. I share job search tips and advice to help job seekers in their job search with various aspects of the job search. So uh, mark your calendars every Wednesday. Right now, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, every Wednesday, uh, I'm, I'm going to be going live and, and, and answering everyone's questions in, in regards to the job search, right? So uh, I have a few more comments here. We got Anjali in the house. Hey, Anjali, always good to see you here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Pino says, try, I'll try my best to add comments and share my thoughts. Awesome. Really appreciate that, Pino. And we got uh, Dami. Hey, Dami uh, uh, from the Vaughn area. Awesome. Awesome. Good to see you here, Dami. Thanks for tuning in. We got Ajan in the house. Uh, Ajan, I'm doing great. Thank you, my friend. Hope you're doing great as well. And uh, we got Professor Dr. Azmina Hussein. Uh, uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, uh, Doctor. Uh, appreciate you being here and, uh, uh, you know, introducing yourself in the comments. All right. So, folks, let's get into today's today's topic, right? How do you network with recruiters? Now, for those of you who, who are actively job searching and you're on the market, let me know. Do you find networking with recruiters, do you find this to be a challenge in your search? Do you find that this is something that, that's kind of a problem area for you? Let me know in the comments. Really curious 
to hear what what everyone's thoughts are on this and what your experiences are and let me know in the comments what are your greatest challenges with recruiters because i really want to know that and i definitely want to make sure i'm responding to those uh you know those issues you might be having uh, especially in the q a portion of, of today's discussion so let me know in the comments folks what are your greatest challenges in relation to recruiters definitely want to hear more about that so five tips folks and, and be prepared to take notes i'm going to be sharing five tips on how you can effectively uh network with recruiters right now this is going to help you set yourself up for for having those great conversations uh with recruiters uh, a few more comments here we got ola from antigua awesome thanks for tuning in uh, ola i'm doing great hope you're doing great as well haven't seen you here for a while so hope everything's fantastic uh, we got vijay from india uh, i'm doing great vijay thanks so much for asking and hope you're doing fantastic as well all right so so again uh, thanks everyone for tuning in we got yashwant kumar as well awesome awesome i'll get to the comments uh, shortly folks all right so i'm gonna get into today's uh today's topic so tip number one when when networking with recruiters and this is probably the most important tip and probably the tip that's most most misunderstood well not tip but uh probably th this this particular point is probably the most in, uh misunderstood uh aspect in regards to recruiters and that is understand first and foremost folks the function of a recruiter you need to understand the role of of the recruiter right because if you're going to uh, network with recruiters, if you're going to be, if, if you want to know how to partner with them, if you want to know all that stuff, you need to know the extent to which recruiters, recruiters can assist you. Now, what I'm about to say is not going to be kind of warm and fuzzy. All right. Some of you might actually be taken aback by this, but, but I say this all the time. And I'm probably one of the few people that actually openly says this a lot. The primary function of a recruiter is not to help you find a job. All right. If you're taking notes, you want to write that down. The primary function of a recruiter is not to help you find employment. The primary function of a recruiter is to find talent for organizations. This is a very important distinction to make, and it'll help you have and set realistic expectations when you're in conversation and communication and, and when you're networking with recruiters. So again, uh, point number one, tip number one is the primary function of a recruiter is not to help you find employment. The primary function of a recruiter is to help organizations find talent, right? And, and this could be corporate recruiters. It could be staffing agency recruiters as well, right? Now, in the case of staffing agency recruiters, they're finding talent for their clients, right? Their clients could be multiple organizations out there. The recruitment process from the recruiter standpoint starts with their client's need for talent, right? Whereas you're, for, for you, for, for all of you as job seekers, your, your job search starts with your need for a job, right? Obviously, like whatever your situation is, you're, you're currently employed, you want to move on to something better. You're unemployed, unfortunately, you're, uh, you got laid off or something like that. The cycle for you starts with your need for a job. The cycle from the recruiter standpoint starts with their client or their organization's need for finding a specific skill set to solve a problem or, or, or uh, finish up some project or or, or, or or be involved in some project occurring at the organization or for the client. Now, why is this an important distinction to understand when you're networking, right? Why would you care about this? Now, this does not mean that recruiters are mean and evil. They don't care about you. That's not what I'm saying, folks. Most recruiters out there, 90%, 99, I'd say 99, 90, 95% of the recruiters out there genuinely do care about helping people, you know, uh, in, in, you know, getting them in front of their, their clients or their organizations and increase helping you increase your chances of, of, you know, getting that employment and getting that role and all that stuff. But the reason why this point is important is you need to understand that the extent to which a recruiter can assist you or the extent to which they're going to network with you is highly dependent on what they are actively recruiting on. Because again, the, again, going back to what I said, right? The primary function of a recruiter is to find talent, not to help people find jobs. The primary function of a recruiter is to help find talent for, for uh, if it's an agency for their clients or if it's for an organization for their organization, if it's a corporate recruiter. So the extent to which a recruiter can help you is highly dependent on what they're recruiting on and what they're actively recruiting on, right? So that that's tip number one. So this will highly determine which recruiters are going to be, uh, you know, more open to networking with you and which ones that might, might want to, might hesitate or might be, uh, might not want to uh, set aside the time to have a conversation with you and network with you. Now, totally understand from your standpoint as a job seeker, this might some come across as selfish and all that stuff. But just like any profession, folks, recruiters have to prioritize their, their day and their tasks and all that stuff, right? Just like any, any profession. So recruiters, how they prioritize, you know, who they're going to speak with, who they're going to check in with, who they're going to network with is highly dependent on what they're actively recruiting on right now. Now, quick example. Now, let's say I'm myself as a recruiter right now. I'm, I have cl multiple clients that are looking for Java developers, right? So I'm primarily looking for Java developers. Now, looking now that is going to be my primary, uh, you know, focus right now, because again, my clients are going to be looking for Java developers. 
So when I'm out networking, when I'm out, uh, you know, looking for resumes, when I'm uh, when I'm having conversations with potential candidates, I'm gonna focus my attention on primarily 100% on Java developers because that's what I'm able to currently recruit on, and that's what I can potentially, uh, uh, that's what my clients are gonna be looking for. So at this time, let's say I'm recruiting for Java developers, and you're you happen to be a Java developer, and you're reaching out to me, you want to network with me, and all that stuff there's a much higher chance that I'm going to be more open to connecting with you and networking with you or, or getting on a call with you or getting on a Zoom with you, given the fact that I am actively looking for Java developers right now, right? Now, let's say the scenario is different. Let's say, okay, sticking to the same scenario, I'm looking for Java developers and you're reaching out to me and you happen to be a business analyst, right? Or, or something else like a business analyst or a project manager or something like that. And you want to network with me. Guess what, folks, at my end, again, just like any other profession, I got to prioritize my time, right? I got to prioritize my tasks and my duties and all that stuff. So chances are I might not be be as, as uh, you know, I might not put a high priority on networking with you right now because, again, my primary mandate, right, my managers are going to be breathing, breathing down my neck about whether or not I have found Java developers. So I got to focus my attention and most of my time as a recruiter on communicating with Java developers. So I might not be able to get, get around to speaking to you if you're a business analyst or, or a project manager right now. But now the second part of this and something very important is that does not mean that, that you should not uh, get in contact with the recruiters who are, who are uh, not, not actively looking for your skill set right now. Because the second part of this is, uh, although I might not be looking for business analysts or project managers right now, I might this might be a skill set that I recruit on, on fairly frequently. So because of that, I still might be open to connecting with you and networking with you, right? Because even though I'm not recruiting on anything related to you right now, I can certainly, if I anticipate that I'm going to be, re be recruiting on business analyst positions or PM positions at some point in the near future, as a recruiter, the secondary part of my job is to pipeline, right? I, I want to pipeline, 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 meaning uh, I want to keep a, a, a steady flow of, of potential talent that I will be looking for in the, in the immediate, if not immediate, near future. So that's the other component as well, right? So again, keep this in mind. The first priority of a recruiter is to focus on what they're actively recruiting on. Active, actively, the, you know, those skill sets they're actively looking for right now. So a lot of the times when, when you folks are reaching out to recruiters and you find that they're not responding, it could simply be, be due to the fact that they're, they're just, they just don't see the mutual fit between what they're looking for, what skill sets they're looking for, and your background and your experience and all that stuff. So that's usually, you know, in most cases, that's usually the case, right? So that's tip number one, understand the extent to which a recruiter can assist you is highly dependent, highly, highly dependent on what they're actively recruiting on, right? That's tip number one. If you're taking notes, uh, feel free to share it in the comments, right? For those folks who might have missed, who might have just uh, recently joined, uh, if you got, if you folks can do me a favor, just put in, you know, put in my points as I mentioned that in the comments, it, it'll be helpful uh, to everyone else, right? So, so again, uh, tip number one was the extent to which a recruiter can assist you is highly dependent on what they're actively recruiting on, right? So, so that's very important. Now, tip number two is you need to, folks, as job seekers, you need to be very, very discriminative of who you're going to be spending your time uh, connecting with in terms of recruiters, right? Because not all recruiters are 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 realistically able uh, realistically able to help you, and not all recruiters are going to be in a position to help you uh, at any point. And and the fact is, all of us have a finite amount of a finite amount of time every day to dedicate to our job search, right? And especially for those of you who are currently employed even more important to make sure that you're making good use of your time every day right because you don't want to waste your time chasing after recruiters that that ultimately can't even help you not even not not right now and not even in the future now quick example of what i mean by this is uh so when i was when i was working in it recruitment right uh, now just because i'm an it recruiter does not mean that i recruit on every single skill set within it there are certain types of skill sets within it i do uh, i did find myself recruiting on more frequently right like software developers uh, software developers, meaning Java developers, uh, .NET developers, you know, those kind of developers, uh, business analysts, project managers, those kind of roles. And there are some areas that I would not recruit on very frequently at all. And this is being on being on being, uh, you know, on the staffing agency side of things, right, where we work on a multitude of different positions for a multitude of different clients. Now, there are certain skill sets, again, within IT that I would not recruit on very frequently. For example, an ex a perfect example of this would be I would I would occasionally have or, or fairly frequently have SAP, SAP consultants reaching out to me, right? Asking about opportunities. Now, SAP is a space that I, when I was in IT recruitment, I rarely, if ever, uh, recruited on, right? So it would not be realistic for someone, despite the fact that they're in IT, right? And, and, and it's someone in IT who's, who's an SAP consultant reaching out to me. 
would not probably make sense for them to follow up with me frequently because again I maybe recru recruited on SAP roles like once in a blue moon. It's not an area that I recruited on very frequently. So my point here, folks, is you got to figure out whether whether or not these recruiters you're reaching out to or you're trying to connect with, you're trying to network with, whether it even may, whether they even recruit for your specific skill set frequently, if, if at all, right? And this will help you prioritize, hey, which recruiters do I need to be following up with more frequently? Which ones do I need to be checking in with maybe once a month or once every couple of months or, or something like that? So you need to do your due diligence, folks, when you're reaching out to recruiters is you need to figure out, hey, which ones do I need to be uh, reaching out to? Which ones don't I, uh, you know, should I should I put a lower priority on, on actually connecting with and uh, connecting with and, and following up with? Now, again, going back to what I mentioned before, there, there's there's two cat two. The, the, the primary focus of most recruiters is on two things, right? Number one is active positions, what they're recruiting on right right now. Second thing is, hey, what, what am I not recruiting on right now, but that I anticipate that I will be recruiting in the future? So a quick tip for those of you folks on how you can figure out which recruiters have a high chance of being more interested in getting in communication with you and assisting you, you with positions is go to their LinkedIn profile, right? So identify recruiters at staffing agencies that specialize in IT or specialize in your field or your industry, whatever it is. And then you got to do some research, folks, right? You got to do some legwork here. You got to visit their LinkedIn profiles. And guess what? Most recruiters are going to be posting what they're actively recruiting on uh, on LinkedIn, right? Uh, we got some uh, shout outs here on, on Instagram. So shout out to Miss Moss 6. Appreciate that thumbs up. Thanks thanks for uh, for tuning in and interacting. Uh, and uh, uh, so, yeah, folks, you got to do some research on LinkedIn, right? Visit their LinkedIn profile. Look at their post history, right? And this is going to give you a clue as to uh, what kind of roles they have typically recruited on in the past, right? Because what they've recruited on in the past is a, is a will give you a, sh a strong indication of what they might be recruiting on in the future, and whether or not they would be interested in, in someone with your skill set. So again, go to their LinkedIn profile. Look at the you know go to the activity section. Everyone's everyone's profile has an activity section. Go to see all activity and then see what kind of positions the recruiter has typically posted in the past. That's going to give you an idea of, of what kind of positions they, they they primarily recruit on, right? Because most recruiters do specialize in specific skill sets. So, for example, again, if you're in IT, if you're, uh, say, a Java developer, uh, let's say you're 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 researching me, right? You go to my profile, you see my previous posts, what kind of positions I've I've posted on uh, frequently. If you see, if you notice that, hey, it looks like Dean's mostly po mostly posting on PM roles and BA roles. Hey, it might not be. It might be possible that I don't frequently recruit on dev roles, right? I don't really. I don't frequently recruit on 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 you know software developer roles or Java developer roles, whatever the case is. Now, that does not mean that you should not keep in touch with me. Of course, what I'm saying is you might want to lower your lower me in, in your priority level, right? Meaning you might not want to follow up with Dean on a frequent basis because obviously I'm recruiting on a different skill set, typically, right? At least that's what it shows in my in my, in my history. Now, the other case is, let's say you're researching a recruiter and you're, you're a developer yourself and you see that, hey, this recruiter looks like they're constantly posting about developer roles and dev roles, you know, Java dev roles, .NET roles, C sharp roles, and, and whatever, you know, all these developer roles. What does that tell you, folks? That tells you, you need to definitely keep in touch with this recruiter. You got to take efforts to message them, direct message them, connect with them, follow up with them on a more frequent basis. Right. And, and that recruiter on their end, they might be more more uh, interested in getting in touch with you, actually. Right. Because they they're constantly recruiting on dev roles, on developer roles. And because of that, they'll be more open to connecting with you, getting in, uh, you know, networking with you, getting into communication with you and, and continuing that relationship. So, again, this all comes down to what's the recruiter actively recruiting on and what are those roles that they, they frequently recruit on that they can anticipate recruiting on, uh, resulting in them being more open to connecting with you. So. This helps you prioritize which recruiters you want to follow up with, which ones you want to build those relationships with, and which ones you might not want to maybe, maybe you know, less frequently, or maybe not try to reach out to and, and connect with at all, right? So this is so that all of you are making good use of your time on a day-to-day -day basis. So again, tip number two is you got to identify those recruiters who who, who frequently uh, recruit on your skill set, right? So so make sure you're doing that. And I see some some questions and comments here, folks. So I'm definitely going to get into the questions shortly. I'm, I'm not ignoring any everyone's uh, questions and comments there. So keep the questions coming. I'm going to get to the Q&A shortly. All right. So I'm going to just finish the, these points. So, uh, so far, what do we have? Tip number one was uh, understand the extent to which a recruiter can assist you is highly dependent on what they're recruiting on. Tip number two. What was tip number two? Uh, do your research. Research the recruiters so that you're able to identify which ones frequently recruit on your skill set. 
the ones who frequently recruit on your skill set are going to be more open to networking with you, right? Because they, they know that they might be able to place you with their clients or with their organization at some point. So that's not that. And that'll help you prioritize who you who you got to be networking with, uh, you know, over the course of your job search. And that was tip number two. Now, tip number three is you when you're when you're reaching out to recruiters for us, right? When you're sending a direct message, when you're connecting with sorry, excuse me, when you're connecting with them. When you're trying to trying to uh, you know communicate with them and, and get in touch with them and get their attention and all that stuff, your approach with recruiters needs to be very direct and to the point, folks. Right? And the reason why this is important is the 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 the, the function of a recruiter is a highly highly specialized skill set. The only thing recruiters do all day long is find people, talk to people, and present people. Find and it basically revolves around speaking to people, right? Talking to people all day long. Recruiters, that's all they do. Find people and talk to people. Find people, talk to people. Qualify them, present them. Find, uh, uh, you know, talk to them, qualify them, present them. Find them, uh, qualify them, present them, and, and you know all that stuff. That's all it is. It's a very, it's a highly specialized skill set. So this is why a lot of that advice going around, going on around there on LinkedIn about hey, you should build rapport. You know, don't get right to the point. You know, build that relationship. Do some small talk stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's fine for non-recruitment folks. I would suggest that 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 would make sense for 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 someone who's not a recruiter. Recruiting again, it's it's a highly specialized skill set, and recruiters gotta ma- make the most use of their time when they're talking to the the talent that they're looking for. So in the case of recruiters, this is one of those situations where I would advise you to be very direct when you're reaching out to recruiters. So cut out the small talk. You don't need to talk about the weather and stuff like that. If you want to do that, hey, that's fine. If you want to say, hey, how, how's it going and stuff like that, that's completely fine. But you need to be, uh, uh, you need to write a complete message, right? If you're messaging them on LinkedIn to to get straight to the point, you got to introduce yourself. You got to talk about your skill set and, and you want to put that focus on, on your skills, right? And on your skill set. Why? Because recruiters are, are, are very much looking for skills and skill set. Whether they get their requirements, uh, you know, internally from their organization, from the hiring team, whether whether it's a staffing agency that they get, they're getting their requirements from their clients. It's all highly focused on skills, right? What skills uh, the client is looking for, what skills the organization is looking for. That's what the recruiter goes out into the marketplace and and, and seeks to find. So you got to make sure if you want to capture the, the attention of the recruiter is you got to get first of all, you got to get straight to the point. You got to be direct. Right. And then you got to mention your skills and stuff like that so that it captures the attention of the recruiter so that they see, hey, maybe this is someone that I can present for the positions I'm actively recruiting on right now. So this is why a lot of you might find when you're reaching out to recruiters, when you're messaging them, you know, and you're saying, hey, how's it going? Or, or you're doing some small talk stuff and not really mentioning anything else else about yourself. This is why you might find many recruiters might not respond to you again, because just like any profession, folks, recruiters have to prioritize their time. Right. And the recruiter's time is highly, uh, you know, it, it, the, the recruiters make the most use of their time when they're speaking to people with the skills that they're looking for. So you got to make sure when you're messaging recruiters, when you're reaching out to recruiters, be direct, be straight to the point, right? You want to do, hey, how's it going? Or, or or make a comment about the weather and stuff like that. That's completely fine. You want to do that. That's natural to you. Make sure you do that. That's fine. But you want to write a complete message introducing yourself and your skills and your ability to maybe be someone uh, someone with an attractive skill set for their clients, right? So just make sure you're doing that. That's very important. So that was tip number three. Be direct and focus on your skill set in order to uh, get their attention when you're messaging recruiters. Now, tip number four is never, 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 folks, never depend on a recruiter to uh, as the sole basis of, of finding yourself a job, right? This is, this is tip number four. Because again, this goes back to what I said before, right? The primary function of the extent to which a recruiter can help you is dependent on what they're actively recruiting on, right? So recruiters are a great sort like this is definitely an avenue you want to utilize as one of your, your tools in your job search, but never depend on a recruiter or even on a handful of recruiters and, and, and feel like, okay, yeah, you know, I, I know a couple of recruiters. I'm good now. I don't need to network with any other recruiters. That's fine. No folks, never do that. You have to constantly be growing your network of recruiters again, right? Again, going back to what I said before, you do have to research. So you make sure that you're connecting with the right recruiters. You're following up with the ones who that, that it makes sense for you to follow up on. But you need to keep growing that network of recruiters. Keep growing it. Keep establishing that network. Keep building that network of recruiters in your network that, that focus on and, 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 and you know, uh, recruit on your skill set. So again, do not, my, my point here is do not depend on a handful of recruiters in your network. You got to constantly be growing and building your relation, your relationship with recruiters, right? 
Now for the, now the, the and, that, and that's tip number four, right? So again, never depend on one recruiter or a handful of recruiters to help you in your job search. You need to continuously expand your 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 uh, your your network of, of recruiters, and you definitely don't want to depend on solely on recruiters to help you find a job. It's one avenue you need to use in your job search. Do not depend solely on recruiters to help you with your with your job search, folks. Right? That's the point I'm trying to make here. Do not depend solely on recruiters. That should be only one avenue in your job search. And also the second part of this is. What did I say? Keep growing your network of new recruiters. All, constantly be growing your network of recruiters, right? Now, tip number five, keep in consistent contact. Folks, take full responsibility at your end for keeping in touch with your with your recruiter contacts, right? Now, what do I mean by this? Well, look, the, the biggest mistake a lot of people make is after they find a job, I mean, they, they pretty much everyone, I mean, most people completely forget about the, their network. They don't keep in touch with their network. They're, they got a job, they're happy, they're good. Uh, they no longer post on LinkedIn. They no, no longer message people, no longer keep in touch. So in general, you should not be doing this, folks. You need to be making sure that you are keeping in consistent contact. So what do you do when you're employed? Well, my suggestion, folks, keep a spreadsheet of all your recruiter contacts, right? All these people that, that specialize in your skill set. You need to be keeping a skill set, uh, sorry, a spreadsheet of all the recruiters that you have identified that focus on your skill set. Keep a spreadsheet, right? So it's easy for you to track these individuals. Then, and this is, by the way, when you're employed, right? And then what, what I want you to do is just once every quarter or so while you're employed, once every quarter, just so that the recruiter is continuously reminded of you and they, they think about you and, they, and and making sure that they, they run opportunities by you in the future. Once every quarter, just reach out to them and just update them on, on what you're doing. Like that's it, right? Update them on what you're doing, what projects you're working on. Obviously, you know, without violating any non-disclosure agreements, you don't want to get into, you know, you don't need to get into any details and stuff like that. But just talk about the stuff you're doing, right? The technologies you're working with, new stuff you're learning, uh, new types of projects you're getting into. Maybe you got into a new industry, you're working on new industry projects. Just mention that. Just mark in your calendar every quarter, uh, you know, uh, reach out to recruiter contacts. That, that's it. Once every quarter. It's, it's not like a big deal, folks. And then you got to open up your spreadsheet, go through your recruiter contacts. Just send them a message. Just say, hey, hey, uh, you know, just reaching out. Just wanted to catch up and let you know how I'm doing. Uh, I'm currently working on this exciting project in, in, in the retail industry. I'm, I'm working with XYZ Technologies. Hope you're doing great. And hey, just uh, just want to let you know if you come across any opportunities, feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm, I'm currently employed at the moment, not actively looking, but I'm always open to hearing about new opportunities. So so make sure, you know, every, again, every quarter, folks, if you're employed, you got to make sure you're, you're keeping in contact, right? That's the other part. Because otherwise, recruiters, they come across so many candidates, they have so many conversations that, uh, you know, uh, they're going to forget about you, right? Don't don't depend on just one point of contact and think they're going to remember you forever. So you need to take responsibility for keeping in contact as well, right? Now, for those of you unemployed, right, you're, you're, you're unemployed, you still want to be keeping in touch with all those recruiter contacts. So again, at this point, you should have identified all those recruiters who specialize in your skill set. And then what I want you to do is in your first month of contact, Follow up with them on a weekly basis. On the second month, maybe once every two weeks. Third month onwards, maybe once a month, right? Six months onwards, maybe once every quarter, just like the, the employed people. Uh, and the point of this is you want to keep in constant contact so they think about you, so they remember you, so that when some position does come up, you're one of the first people they think about, right, in relation to your skill set. If they don't respond to your message, do not take it personally, folks. Most of the time, it has nothing to do with you. It's simply that they got busy with something else. Or they simply, uh, you know, if you message them on LinkedIn, everyone knows LinkedIn does not have advanced messaging features where you can flag messages, stuff like that. It could be they simply miss your message or it could be your message got lost amongst like many other messages. But the point here is you at your end as a candidate need to take full responsibility for doing the follow up. So make sure you do this and, and, and make sure you're keeping in touch. All right. So those are my five, five tips, folks. I'm going to review them real quick. So, again, tip number one. And by the way. Uh, those of you who are taking notes and keeping track, if you could put those uh, the five tips in the comments, that would be a great help for for those of uh, those of the viewer or those of you who might have tuned in uh, a little late that didn't get get all the five points. So, tip number one was understand the extent to which a recruiter can assist you is highly highly dependent on what they're actively recruiting on, right? So again, the the extent to which a recru recruiter can assist you is highly dependent on what they're actively recruiting on. Tip number two. Identify and research which recruiters actively recruit on your skill set on a frequent basis. Those are the recruiters you need to be focusing your attention on, and those are the ones you need to be following up with, right? Just because someone's an IT recruiter, for example, does not mean they recruit for every single skill set within IT. 
You need to research the recruiter, see what kind of jobs they typically post. This will give you an idea of what kind of skills they typically recruit on. So, so you can determine whether it makes sense for you to keep in touch with them or even follow up with them, right? So that was tip number two. You got, this is where you got to do some research and some legwork, folks, right? Now, tip number three, be direct. Be direct in your communication with recruiters. When you're reaching out to recruiters, you're messaging them on LinkedIn, you're sending it, sending an email introduction. Small talk might fall flat when you're when you're reaching out to recruiters. You got to get straight to the point, be direct, and you want to capture their attention by talking about your skills and your skill set, uh, technology you worked on, uh, and, and that kind of stuff. Because again, recruiters are highly, highly uh, skill set driven. They're looking for skills, right? Because that's what their clients want them to find. So you got to make sure that that's your focus in your messaging, right? So that's tip number uh, tip number three. Tip number four, never ever depend on just a handful of recruiters to assist you in your job search. You got to make sure that you are multiplying and growing your network of contacts, folks. You got to make sure you're you're constantly growing your network of recruiter contacts. You're not depending on, on one recruiter or a handful of recruiters. And, and the second part of this tip is never ever depend solely on recruiters for assisting you in your job search, right? Using and utilizing recruiters, definitely a great tool. You definitely want to use recruiters. But that sh the recruiters should only be one tool, one tool, one avenue you use in your job search. You should never, ever solely depend on recruiters, right? Tip number five, keep in consistent contact, folks. You should have a spreadsheet where you keep track of all the recruiters that specialize in your skill set, right? Have a spreadsheet. Nothing fancy here, right? Everyone knows how to use a spreadsheet. Uh, name of the recruiter, you know, LinkedIn profile link. If you have their email, put their email in. If you got their phone number, put their phone number in. Date of contact, right? If you're employed, you know, reconnect, touch base with your, your recruiter contacts once every quarter. Let them know what you're up to. Let them know what projects you're working on. Let them know what new skills, technologies, and tools that, 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 that you're currently working on. Why? So that they constantly keep you in mind, right? So that when something does come up, they're going to be, they're going to be like, Hey, I know so-and-so they're always keeping in touch with me. I'm going to reach out to them first. Right. And this is not, I'm not just making this up folks. Like I'm talking about what I have done as a recruiter myself. Like the first people I think about are the ones that, that have constantly been in touch with me. So you got to make sure you're doing that right now. Uh, uh, and the other part of, uh, the other part is if you're unemployed, you still got to keep track of, you know, you guys still got to keep this spreadsheet of all these recruiters that specialize in your skill set, and make sure you're constantly keeping in touch with them again, month one of your contact, maybe every week, right? Again, uh, assuming you have done your research and you know, these are recruiters that recruit on your skill set. So month one of your, your contact with them every week. Why? Why every week? Because the month one is when you're you're able to really drive it into them and, and, and make sure that they remember you and keep you in mind. So in month two, you can drop that down to once every two weeks, right? You want to follow up with them once every two weeks. Month three onwards, once a month. By this point, they already know who you are. They already, already remember you because of the work you did in month one and month two, right? Uh, and then month six onwards, you know, check in with them once every quarter, right? Because at this point, they remember you. They probably have a good idea of who you are and, and, and because you, you've been keeping in touch. So those are the five tips, folks, right? So hope these tips were helpful and, and, and make sure that you keep these things in mind in your in, uh, in your communication with recruiters and make sure you, you understand uh, the extent to which recruiters can help and all that stuff. So uh, before I get into the questions, I do see some questions here. I wanted to leave all of you with a gift. Uh, it's, I actually uploaded recently a free sample script on how you can run, how, how you need to run recruiters through your resume. Very important folks, there's, there's a specific way that you need to be running recruiters through your resume because recruiters, although they might specialize in your field, they're, they're not experts like you are, right? They do not have the depth of knowledge that you have. So you need to make sure that you're following a very logical, easy to follow structure when you're, when you're talking about your experience and running them through your resume uh, when you're speaking to recruiters. Otherwise, they're gonna end up confused. They're not gonna admit that they're confused. They're not going to know what you're talking about. So feel free to download my free sample script. It's on my website, www.dkglobaltalent.com, right down here. Uh, feel free to visit that website and download my free sample script uh, because a typical question you're going to get asked from recruiters, folks, is they're going to, and you know, most of you can definitely confirm this in the comments. They're going to say, hey, can you run me through your resume? Or they're going to say, hey, can you run me through, uh, through this position or that position? So this script is gonna gonna let you know exactly the structure you need to follow when you're running recruiters through your through each of those positions, and when you're running them through your resume, so they can understand it, and you're able to you have a structured process to follow when you're when you're describing your experience, right? So make sure you grab a copy of that, folks. Completely free. Make sure you uh, grab that and hope that helps, and hope today's uh, tips helped everyone as well, right? So let me know in the comment. Uh, you know, make sure you like and share, folks, if you found this session helpful. Uh, definitely want to hear everyone's feedback and, and make sure everyone uh, does that. Right. So let me, let me, uh, look at the questions now and let me know any questions you have 
And feel free to put in the comments any questions you have. I'm going to get into the questions right now. Uh, so let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, so prof so Dr. Dr. Hussein says, uh, one of the biggest challenges is finding the right recruiters. Yeah, so this is definitely a, a, some, a, a great a point that you're making, right, Dr. Hussein? And, and uh, this is something I hear from so many job seekers, right? So going back to what I mentioned before, folks, this is where you got, unfortunately, right, fortunately or unfortunately, you got to do some research and some legwork, folks, right? So first of all, you got to identify. Uh, so I would suggest starting with staffing agencies, right? Find out agencies that specialize in your field, right? Now, this is this is where we're looking things at kind of a broad level, right? So for example, if you're in IT, I'm if I'm in IT, I'm going to be looking for IT staffing agencies. I'm going to be identifying, okay, hey, I'm going to go on Google. I'm going to I'm going to type in IT staffing agencies in Toronto, for example, right? And there's going to be a whole bunch of IT uh, staffing agencies. Now, this is where you got to then do some research and some legwork. You got to research what kind of roles they posted right now that they're recruiting on. You got to actually research the agency on LinkedIn. You got to identify, okay, who are the recruiters at this organization, right? Then you got to visit their profiles. Like I said before, you visit their profiles. Check out what kind of roles and positions typically they have posted on their LinkedIn profiles. This is going to give you an idea of whether or not they they frequently recruit on your skill set. And the ones that do, those are the ones you got to focus your attention on, right? So yeah, folks, this might you might have to set aside maybe, maybe an hour or two to do this research part. But I guarantee it's going to be worth your time because you're going to be uh, uh, more effectively spending your time on the right agencies, the right recruiters, and you're going to know who you're going to be following up with, right? Now, on the corporate side, you got, it's, it's kind of similar, right? But but you got to focus on those organizations that are looking for your skill set or, or that you're interested in working on. Now, this is where, again, uh, kind of the same thing. You got to identify the recruiter maybe and, and find out what kind of roles they're typically posting on LinkedIn or, or what, what's their history look like or what kind of posts they, they, they post about. And then that's when you're going to figure out whether it makes sense for you to keep in touch with them and reach out to them and that kind of thing. But you want to build that relationship, right? Especially if it's a recruiter that specializes in a specific uh, skill set, right? Uh, and what I mean by this is, you know, sometimes that in for corporate recruiters, uh, there are corporate recruiters that specialize in certain skills within the organization. Now, this is typical in larger organizations. So if that's the case, hey, you know what? You might want to keep in touch with that corporate recruiter if you see that they specialize, let's say, in in in, uh, in in you know corporate recruitment for software developers for this organization. If that's their specialization, absolutely, definitely, you probably want to keep in touch with them if you're a software developer, right? So great question here, uh, uh, Dr. Hussein. So hope that helped and thanks for tuning in and appreciate the comment. So we got a question here from Gabriela. So shout out to Gabriela. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Gabriela says the, great, the greatest challenge is to connect with them via LinkedIn. Sometimes you see a great job match and try to start a conversation. I think it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. Gabriela is definitely, definitely hard, right? Because again, folks, recruiters get a lot of messages, right? They get a lot of contacts, especially if they post something, they're going to get a lot of people applying for a role. So again, my, my advice to you, Gabriela, and for everyone else experiencing this challenge, right? There's, there's a few components to this. Number one is, it's not just the fact that you are messaging them. It's also, what are you messaging? Like, how are you messaging? What is the con content of your message? Are you getting direct? Are you getting to the point? Are you mentioning things regarding your skill set that would capture their attention? Or folks, are you keeping things very general and very high level, right? Uh, now, typically, I, I and again, being, you know, recruiting in the past, I've received so many messages from, from, from job seekers and candidates in the past. And most of the time, what I have noticed is that most people, their messages are very general, very generic, and they don't really capture attention. What I mean by this is, if your message, folks, is simply, hey, uh, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Recruiter, uh, you know, my name is so-and-so, I'm, uh, I'm a software developer with eight years of experience, and I'm looking for new opportunities, I, I'm, I'm interested in applying for your such-and-such -such position, uh, you know, please let me know, uh, you know, what the next steps are, or please let me know how, how we can uh, proceed or something like that. <clears throat> this is a typical message that, that I've seen most job seekers send out. Guess what, folks? It's not capturing attention, right? Why? Because you haven't mentioned your skills. You haven't mentioned what you bring to the table. You haven't mentioned what you can potentially do for the organization. So your message is going to be very much like most other messages out there. So you got to make sure you are creating a message that stands out and captures attention, right? That, that's, that's the other important thing. And again, because recruiters, folks, and, and again, again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you some inside information here because being recruiting in the past, recruiters are very, very driven by skill set and by keywords, right, associated with your field. So in your message, you got to make sure you're, you're mentioning skills that they might potentially be looking for. So that might increase your chances of getting that attention, right? And the other component, Gabriela, and, and for everyone else as well, is do not depend just on one message, folks. You got to follow up as well, right? You got to follow up. Because recruiters, again, they might be coming across so many messages, they might have even missed your message. 
because if you're messaging on LinkedIn, remember LinkedIn does not have advanced, uh, you know, messaging features like uh, Outlook for say, for, uh, for example, right? You can't flag messages on LinkedIn. You can't set reminders to respond to certain messages that you get on LinkedIn and stuff like that. So it's possible they might simply missed over your message or your message got, got lost amongst many other messages they might have received. So the second component is you got to follow up as well, right? So keep that in mind, Gabriela, and for everyone else out there, create a compelling message. Make sure your message uh, captures their attention. Second part is follow up. Do not take it personally if the recruiter does not respond. You got to follow up. You got to follow up so that you increase your chances of getting in communication with them, right? So great question there, Gabriela. Hope that helps. And, and thanks again for your comment and tuning in. Ah, we got Carrie in the house. Good to see you here uh, as always, Carrie. Uh, so Carrie says, even when they say they will get back, they do not. Yeah, definitely happens a lot, Carrie. I see this. I hear this all the time, right? Another common complaint. Uh, now, first and foremost, I do not condone recruiters, you know, not saying they're going to get back and not getting back. That is something I, I do not condone. But unfortunately, folks, right? And my job here and what I want to do here is, is set realistic expectations for all of you job seekers tuning in right now. I don't agree with uh, with recruiters ignoring people, especially when they're representing them, especially when, when they, they say they're going to get back. I personally have prided myself, you know, working as a recruiter in the past. When I say I'm going to get back to someone, I keep my word. I do get back. Now, obviously, here and there, there might be some human error and I might miss over it. I might skip over it, which does happen, which is why Carrie and everyone else out there, I want you to keep following up, folks, right? I, I, because I don't want you to lose out on opportunities. I, do, I don't want you to lose out on opportunities simply because maybe due to human error, the, error, the recruiter didn't get back. Maybe they simply forgot. Maybe they, they got distracted by something else. Again, not saying it's right, not saying it's professional folks for recruiters to not get back to you when they say they will get back to you, but I want you to be pragmatic. I want you to do what's going to get you results. So I want you, regardless, uh, Carrie and everyone else, regardless, keep following up, folks. Keep following up, but do not depend solely on, on, on this particular recruiter you're, you're, you're following up on, right? Keep connecting with other recruiters. Keep looking for other opportunities. Do not keep your eggs in one basket, folks, all right? So great point there, Carrie. Hope that helps, and, and good to see you here. As always, Carrie, I appreciate that. Uh, Vijay says recruiters are not replying if the job opportunities are not relevant with the role. So we can determine what was the mistake we made. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, look, folks, unfortunately, you can't always uh, find out what the issue was. Like they, they might not respond to you. They might not get back to you. Right. So I, I believe, Vijay, what you're saying here is uh, they're not replying uh, if the job opportunities are not relevant with the. Yeah. So I'm not sure I understand what you're saying here, Vijay. But I'm going to assume you're, what you're saying is that you're, you you know you, you went through an interview cycle and the recruiter is not getting back to you with feedback. I'm going to assume that's what you're saying here, Vijay. So look, if that's the case, folks, unfortunately, that does happen. And again, this is something I'm, I'm, I'm very much against. Um, as a recruiter myself in the past, I always made sure I provided feedback and, and you know whether that feedback was positive or negative to the candidate. Unfortunately, this does happen, folks. You will be in cases where you spend time in the interview process and, and they're not even going to provide you with feedback. Now... Nothing you can really do about that at that stage of the process except following up, right? But what I suggest to all of you folks to do is you need to bring the, the importance of getting feedback right up front in the conversation, like early on in the discussion, right? Now, what I mean by this is in that initial conversation with the recruiter, with that in that initial pre-screen conversation, you need to set the expectation that you would like feedback. This is, again, early on in the process. Right. So you need to. So Vijay, my suggestion is you need to let the recruiter know your expectation up front. So let's say I'm the recruiter. Right. You would say, hey, Dean, <clears throat> look, I appreciate you presenting me for this opportunity. And I just wanted to let you know, Dean, that I would really, really appreciate your feedback throughout the process. Now, I know, Dean, you probably deal with many candidates who, who, who might get upset when they receive negative feedback. But I want you to let you know, Dean, that I'm always open and looking for constructive criticism. Because that'll allow, allow me to handle my job search much better and, and allow me to make the adjustments and changes required for my job search. So I wanted to know from you, Dean, can you assure me that you can provide me with feedback throughout the process, whether that feedback is positive, negative, or even if you have no feedback, I just I I, I need you to let me know, Dean, if you can, if I can count on you to provide me with that feedback again, so I can better myself so I can make adjustments. And I promise you, I will take that feedback positively and, and uh, constructively as well. Uh, so have that conversation up front, folks, and, and so that the recruiter at least has that understanding. And that way, at the end, if they still, you know, despite having that, that open and transparent discussion, if they still don't provide any feedback, then, hey, you got to decide if this is a recruiter you want to work with in the future, right? Because obviously, they're, they're, you know, they said they're going to give the feedback despite having that, that open, transparent discussion, and they didn't. So you got to make that adjustment then. But the point here is, folks, 
set the expectation as early on in the conversation as possible, as early on in the process as possible, right? That's very important. So Vijay, great question there. Hope that helps. Hey, Narinder, uh, good to see you here. Nice, nice of you to tune in. Appreciate the comment, Narinder. Uh, we got Elham in the house. Hey, Elham, uh, nice to see you here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Vijay says, agreed, Dean, but once the recruiters get the time, they should respond. Uh, then currently, we don't have the same openings which you have applied. Uh, Vijay, I'm not sure what you're saying there. So maybe if you can, if you can rephrase that, my friend, I'm not sure what you're saying there. But but yeah, feel free to rephrase that in the comments. I'm not sure what you're trying to say there. Uh, hey, Robert, Robert, good to see you here, my friend. Appreciate that. Hope you and your family are doing great. And good to see you here, Robert. So Narinda says, how about if I reach out to a recruiter and don't uh, a recruiter and don't hire in your proficiency, but still go ahead with the healthy conversation and request to share in the group might be somewhere in the company. Some other is hiring for your expertise. Yeah, Narinda, absolutely. Feel free. Hey, look, folks, if you're able to get into a conversation with a recruiter, you can network with them. You have that discussion with them and potentially position yourself as, as someone they can place in other parts of the organization or maybe some other team. Absolutely. Go for it, folks. Right. I mean, nothing to lose by doing that. So great point there, Narinda. Right. I definitely agree that uh, that's completely fine for you to do that. And you definitely want to maximize uh, your presence at, at whatever organization you're interested in. Right. So what Narendra basically here is saying is, hey, Dean, maybe the recruiter doesn't recruit for your skill set, but hey, maybe they can pass you on or refer you to some other team on the organization. Or if it's an agency, some other team on the agency that might be more interested in your skill set. So absolutely, folks, uh, you know, make use of all these multiple avenues you might have. Right. So definitely, Narendra, I think that's a great idea. So, so uh, uh, you know, definitely go ahead and do that. That's definitely something you want to do. Right. So so great, great, uh, great point there. Appreciate that. Uh, great comment there, Narendra. Uh, thanks for uh, sharing that with everyone, right? Definitely agree with you. So, Gabriela. So, Gabriela says, many coaches I work with tell me, uh, reach out to recruiters either for new connections or after an interview to get feedback on why you were not selected, even if you made it to the final stages. I have tried that, but they never reply back. It's hard to know. We are all busy, but a quick email could make a huge difference. Yeah, so, Gabriela. So, look, folks, like I said, if a recruiter is representing you for an active position, right? If they have been helping, uh, you know, if you've been interviewing with their company or you've been involved in the interview process, it is a professional obligation, in my opinion, for the recruiter to provide you with feedback, right? But that's just my opinion, right? Other recruiters out there might not agree with that. They might not be, be uh, you know, operating in that kind of a, a, a way. But uh, that's the that's the way that I operated when I was in recruitment, right? Uh, whenever I was representing a candidate, if I presented them, they they took the time uh, and resources to go through an interview process. I, I, I felt it was my obligation to make sure they got the feedback, even if it's no feedback, even if it's bad feedback, or obviously if it's good feedback, definitely they're going to get the good feedback, right? But in any case, uh, that's how I operated. Now, that does not mean every recruiter out there, folks, is going to operate in the same way. So this is this is why, Gabriela, going, going back to what I mentioned before, my suggestion, folks, is to minimize this, right? You got to set the expectation right up front, right? So, Gabriela, what I want you to do is in your first conversation with the recruiter, again, early on in the interview process or, or in your first conversation with them, you should set the expectation that you would like to get feedback. And you need to set this expectation up front so that this increases your chances of, of the recruiter understanding that, hey, okay, you know, she wants the feedback. She told me that she's going to take the feedback constructively. Uh, and, and um, you know, the... the they know that you expect the feedback, right? Now, I'm not going to say this is 100% foolproof. Doesn't mean that despite having that conversation, some recruiters are still not going to give you feedback. What I'm saying is this will increase your chances of, of conveying that understanding that yes, you want feedback. Yes, you're going to take it constructively. And yes, it's going to be huge help for you because it'll allow you to make those adjustments uh, in your job search and things at your end as well. So again, my my advice, Gabrielle and everyone else out there, yeah, it's not right. It's not right when recruiters don't don't at least give you the feedback after going through the interviews and stuff like that. But my suggestion to you folks, have that discussion early on in the conversation, early on in the process, and set the expectation up front that you want the feedback. You want the feedback. You appreciate the feedback. You're going to take the feedback constructively. You're not going to get all defensive and start yelling at them. You got to assure them of that too as well, right? Because every recruiter out there has experience giving feedback to a candidate and the, uh, and, and the feedback was negative and the candidate wasn't still wasn't able to handle it. And they start yelling at the recruiter and getting all defensive. So you got to convey that as well. You got to make sure that, that you let the recruiter know, Hey, look, I know that you probably experienced candidates not being able to take feedback properly or, or professionally. I want to assure you, Mr. And Mrs. Recruiter that 
I'm going to take any feedback you provide me, provide me with constructively. And I'm going to use that feedback to better myself as a candidate and better myself in my job search. So again, folks, have this conversation, set the expectations up front, right? That's what you want to do. So I uh, hope that helps Gabriela. Great, great question. And thanks for your comment. Uh, hey, Pursun, how's it going? Thanks for tuning in. We got Tarun in the house. Hey, hey, Tarun, nice to see you here. Uh, Roya says, thanks, Dean. I just missed tip number one. If you can repeat that at some point during the session. Yeah, so Roya, tip number one was understand that the extent to which a recruiter can assist you is highly dependent on what they are actively recruiting on, right? So the extent to which a recruiter can help you is dependent on what they're actively recruiting on. So that was tip number one. So Vijay says, I absolutely agree. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Andy, hey, Andy, good to see you here. Uh, great tips. Appreciate that, Andy. Uh, Andy, uh, glad to hear that you found the tips helpful. Uh, we got, uh, who else here? Sorry, I missed those. There we go. We got all Ola says awesome tips, tips. Thanks for sharing. Hey, no worries, Ola. Appreciate that feedback. Uh, Gorov says, Hey, Dean, should we clear salary expectations before the interview instead going through the whole process and once finalized having problems in negotiating? Yeah, so Gorov, I mean, usually, usually you should have the salary discussion up front, but I would suggest discuss the salary after you get an understanding of what the project entails, right? That's my suggestion to all candidates, all job seekers out there. You should only discuss salary after you have an understanding of what the project is, what the role entails and all that stuff. Doesn't make sense to discuss salary if you don't even know what, what the day-to-day -day responsibilities are, what the expectations are, what the project is, is and all that stuff. Now, a lot of times you, you might be dealing with a recruiter at an, at an agency who has zero or like close to zero knowledge about what the project entails and all that stuff. Now, in that case, you might want to give a range, right? You want to give a range so that there's a rough idea of what your what your salary expectation expectation might be but even then you should only provide that after they at least give you a clear idea of what the what their clients looking for or, or at least a job description that that allows you to assess what the role entails now if during the interview process you know when you're when you're talking to the hiring team the hiring managers and you're finding out hey the role seems a little bit different from from what or not maybe not a little bit different maybe sometimes in some cases totally different from what's mentioned in the job description then you have the justification to alter your salary expectations, right? Because clearly the position is a lot different from what was set out right up front, right? During those initial discussions or, or based on the job description and all that stuff. So in that scenario, you need to be able to convey to them, hey, look, uh, you know, I know I said my salary expectations were X, Y, Z up front, but going through this interview process and learning more about the position and what you're looking for, uh, what the expectations are, what the work hours are going to be, uh, you know, what the deliverables are going to be, Based on that, I do have to adjust my salary expectation to, you know, ABC and whatever that, that difference in, in salary is. So my suggestion, Gaurav, you should be having, having the salary conversation up front as, as early on as possible so that at least you can address any issues with that, you know, as early on as possible versus right at the end. Uh, but even if even even though I'm saying right at the, uh, you know, early on as possible, you first need to discuss what the project is, what the role entails before discussing uh before even discussing salary right so hope that helps Gaurav great question uh Bahar says unfortunately these days it seems these they are the only options uh I'm I'm not sure if you're referring to recruiters Bahar so uh, if you're recruit if you if you what you're saying Bahar is that uh recruiters are the only options uh I would say folks going back to what I said remember tip number uh, four right never depend solely on recruiters recruiters should be just one of the tools that you utilize in your job search strategy never ever folks never depend solely on recruiters right so make sure you remember that and uh bahar says and they're doing better uh okay i'm not sure what you mean there bahar but but thanks so much for tuning in appreciate you tuning in i appreciate appreciate your comment uh ola says thank you hey no worries uh no worries uh ola i appreciate that uh vijay share oh thanks appreciate that vijay yeah so folks again um if you want to download my free script a uh, free sample script for how to run recruiters through your resume. It's at this website. Uh, appreciate you sharing that again, uh, Vijay. Appreciate that. So yeah, you can download the free script, folks. It's on my website, www.dkglobaltalent.com. So make sure you uh, you download that free script and hope that helps everyone. Uh, Gabriela says, thanks, great tips. Hey, no worries, Gabriela. Uh, I hope that, uh, happy to hear that that was helpful and thanks for tuning in. Uh, Vijay says, very helpful tips for beginners like me. Awesome, great to hear that, Vijay. Uh, Gabriel says, yes, it helps. Awesome. Carrie says, thanks. Hey, no worries, Carrie. Uh, Deepa says, I did write to the recruiter for the feedback post-screen interview. Uh, all she said was, we are screening other candidates and we will get back to you if any process, uh, progress. Yeah, so Deepa, what I'm actually saying is you should have this when you're speaking to the recruiter, folks. Folks, do not have these important conversations via email or LinkedIn messaging. The important discussion sh should always, always happen on the phone call or on the Zoom call, right? If it's a Zoom call. 
So what I'm saying, Deepa, is at the end of the conversation, you should say, hey, Dean, by the way, I appreciate you you presenting me for the position and all, all that stuff. I did want to let you know, Dean, how important it is for me to get feedback. Now, I know that, you know, in the past, you probably dealt with candidates where, where you know, they weren't able to get feed, or take the feedback positively and constructively. And I want to assure you, Dean, that if you do share any feedback with me, whether the feedback is positive, negative, or even if you have no feedback, I'm going to take it constructively. I'm going to put in the, because it's going to help me adjust my job search, make the right pivots, improve myself as a candidate. And I want to assure you, Dean, that I'm going to take any feedback you provide me with professionally and positively. And I just want to get an assurance from you that you will provide me with any feedback moving forward, whether it's positive, negative, or, or even if there's no feedback at all. So Deepa, you need to have that conversation over the phone or on the Zoom call. This is not an email conversation, right, folks? Uh, I know some of you do you feel a little nervous having these conversations on the phone or or, or on the Zoom, but you need to get over that 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 uh, you know get get beyond your comfort zone, folks. Have these transparent conversations up front. It's very important so you can set those realistic expectations, right? So so hope that helps, Deepa, and all the best to you in your job search. Uh, Vijay says thanks a lot for the great answer for my curate with help. Hey, no worries, Vijay. Uh, Gabriela says, set expectations, great tips. Yeah, yeah, folks, set, set the expectations, folks. Be transparent, set the expectation up front. At least then you can determine at the end if this person, despite you setting the expectation, if this person still does not adhere to that, even though they said, yeah, 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 I'm going to let you know the feedback and they still don't do it, then at least now you can you can, you can can kind of judge their character, right? Uh, at, at least to a certain degree. It does not mean they're a bad person or anything like that, but the fact is that they gave their word, even after you set the expectation, they gave their word, they're going to share the feedback and now they're still not doing it, then then you got to make that that uh, assessment of, 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 of that person or that recruiter or, or even if you want to continue working with them, right? Even though they, 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 they said they're going to give the feedback. Uh, Vijay says, Dean says, suppose you don't have any openings for the position, which I have applied. So as a recruiter, do the recruiters really save our profiles for future opportunities? Yeah, Vijay, so this depends, again, on whether or not the recruiter is uh, uh, recruits frequently for your skill set, right? Because maybe they're not, they're not looking for your skill set right now. So so let's say, Vijay, as an example, let's say, Vijay, and I'm not sure what your skill set is, uh, Vijay. So I'm going to, so let's say you're a Java developer, right? Let's say I'm a recruiter right now. I'm not looking for Java developers. I'm looking for business analysts. But let's say, typically, I do recruit frequently for Java developer positions, and I'm, I'm actually anticipating Java developer positions in the near future. In that case, absolutely, I would still be open to commun communicating with you, Vijay, because I know that at some point in the future, my clients might be looking for Java developers, and they might be very interested in, in, in uh, maybe speaking to you. So in that case, absolutely, I would save my, I, I, I probably would save your profile. Now, that being said, Vijay, I want you to take full responsibility for following up with me, right? Because remember, recruiters are every day talking to candidates, every day, every day, folks, minimum 10 people, right? Recruiters are on the phone with a minimum 10, 15, sometimes even 20, 30 candidates every day. Imagine, right? So let's give, let's say we go with a minimum, right? Like, let's say recruiters speak with like 10 people every day. Monday, you know, from, so Monday, they speak to 10 people. By the time it comes to Friday, they have spoken to 50 people, folks, right? You, you think it's going to be easy for them to remember you? Absolutely not. Think about it. If you spoke to 50 people in a week, how easy it is, is it going to be for you to speak, remember who you spoke to on Monday? It's a lot of people, folks. So this is why I'm saying, folks, you as a job seeker, you need to take full responsibility for follow-up. So Vijay, definitely the recruiter might still want to keep your profile. They, they definitely might want to present you in the future. But you at your end need to take responsibility for following up. You need to follow up with them because, again, they're speaking to so many people in the week. You have to make sure they keep remembering you, right? So hope that helps, Vijay, and great question. Uh, Gaurav says, thanks. Hey, no worries, Gaurav. Sunny, hey, Sunny, good to see you, brother. Hope, hope you're doing great. Hope you and your family are doing well. And yeah, absolutely, right? So Sunny is also saying transparency is key. And this is coming from a fellow, uh, you know, someone who, who works in the recruitment industry, right, for many years. Uh, so, and, and by the way, uh, uh, Sunny recruits for the, uh, for the finance uh, space. So anyone in the GTA, you're in finance or accounting and those kind of positions, you probably, you definitely want to connect with Sonny, right? He might be able to help you out. But yeah, so even Sonny is saying, look, transparency is key. Transparency is very important. So you got to make sure that you're setting those expectations, right? Uh, Ola, thanks again for sharing my website. Yeah, so if you want to get that free sample script, folks, on how to run recruiters through your resume, um, make sure you check out my website, right? So thanks again, Ola. I appreciate that. Uh, just got your script. Awesome, awesome. Appreciate that. Uh, hope you hope that helps, Ola. And Nitesh says, thanks, hey, no worries. And then Sunny says, when working with recruiters, be upfront and clear about expectations. Really bad to renegotiate when an offer is in play. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Totally agree with you, uh, Sunny. 
set the expectations up front, folks. Set the expectations up front. You got to be clear about what you're looking for, or what you want, so you can have that discussion, right? So look, hope this session was helpful. Make sure you like, share, and comment, folks, if you found this session helpful. And again, for those of you uh, with an interest in Excel, Microsoft Excel, I have a special guest tomorrow. Oh, sorry, hold on. Let me first uh, take off uh, my friend Sonny's comment there so I can show this, uh, this thing right here. So again, folks, those of you with an interest in learning more about how Microsoft Excel skills can enhance your profile, I have a special guest coming in tomorrow, Celia Alves. Again, same time tomorrow. Tomorrow which is Thursday, and it's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern time zone right here. Uh, make sure you check it out. Uh, so Celia is an expert. She's a Microsoft MVP and certified Excel expert and solution developer. She's going to be telling us more about why Excel is important, why it's increasing in popularity, and how you can enhance and improve your Excel skill set. And she'll tell us more about her very popular Microsoft Excel Toronto meetup group with more than 1400 members folks that's crazy 1400 members fantastic all right folks so hope everybody got a lot of value out of this thanks everyone hey hope everybody has a fantastic week ahead keep pushing through in your job search i'm going to keep putting up this content and these live sessions to help all of you in your job search all right folks everyone have a fantastic day and everyone take care all right